Tapes from New Jersey, it's the SNL Nerds, the show where two comics from New Jersey nerd out about Saturday Night Live. I'm your co-host, Darren Patterson. And I'm your co-host, John Trumbull. John Trumbull, how are you doing, sir? How are you doing? Doing all right. I'm doing all right. You, you did a little, like, a Shatnerian pause there. You were like, nerd out about Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Like, well, you know, I like to try to switch it up. I like to try to, you know... Uh, Work the intros as my as, yeah into the work of art that they yeah. turn out to be. I like to work with the canvas, John. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You're having fun with it. You're making it your own. Yeah. You know, I'm going. I'm freestyling, baby. Just, just some. I'm painting colors, uh, circles in the skies, and whatnot. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. Good. You know, yeah. Good I like to it up. Yeah. Good for you. You doing that thing there? Yeah. All right. How are you doing? Are you doing all right? I'm good. I'm doing that thing I do. Mm. <laughs> you know, living Breaking a life Martin too. Uh, I don't know the next line. I'm sorry. I only... In pieces, like you always do. Ah. I've I'm so, I've only seen the movie like once or twice. I'm sorry. What? I like Holy it, but hell. oh dear. Holy I... hell! You got to see that thing you do more often, my friend. My God, what the hell are you doing with your life? Hey, look, man. I make no promises. That is horrifying. What I I. I'm not mad. I just, I feel sorry for you that you haven't seen that thing you do more often. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm that too. I'm very disappointed, but my God, how, so- do you, how do you not watch that thing you do as many times as humanly possible? Oh, I'm sorry. Like I have, uh, I have to commit all these other movies to memory. Like I got to commit lines to the big Lebowski and uh, swingers and die hard. Like okay. that, I don't. I only have so much bandwidth in my brain, my friend. I can't. Yeah, but I mean that thing you do is gotta. I mean, listeners, back me up on this. Come on, he's got. He's got to watch that thing you do more often, right? The O'Neaters. I know yeah. that. All right, all right. You gotta, especially if you gotta hang with me. How have we been doing this podcast for like four years now, and you and this is just now coming out? What the hell, man? I, I oh boy, this I listeners, so listeners, this might be the thing that breaks us. Oh boy, this may be. I mean, I'm I'm already broken as a person, uh, yeah. but this just breaks me further. So <laughs> further. what the hell? Wow, you're just in you're just in pieces. Just I'm in shock right now. <laughs> you're you're gonna have to put the pieces of of John Trumbull back together to do this podcast. Uh, what we, the hell? Uh, we have to go to therapy. We're gonna have to. Yeah, we're gonna have to go to couples counseling for this. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Wow. I don't. <laughs> You're not who I thought you were, Darren Batterson. We're going to do trust falls. It's going to be a whole thing. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I I don't feel like I'm overreacting in the slightest. (laughs) Yeah, this is. I mean, because that that is what that is literally like one of my top five movies. So it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Well, how would you know? You've only seen it twice. I mean, (laughs) I've I saw it a second time. So I was like, oh, I should watch this again. So yeah, you liked it. Yeah, it's you, good. It's like okay, now I'm good. It has that one storage with my last name in it, the Pattersons. That's great. That's true. Yeah, Guy Patterson. There you go. Hey now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, so there we go. And uh, and uh, oh, you know, hey, we're doing a podcast on SNL. We should talk about us. We should talk about the the latest SNL news that came out recently. Uh, yes, we could. I mean, I I could certainly just spend the next hour berating you for not seeing uh, that thing you do enough, but. It, Let's just pretend that I did that, and we'll move on to the news because we did have some SNL news this week. Absolutely. Uh, so this past Monday, the uh, Emmys happened. Of course, SNL 
won their Emmy as they as they want to do. They and Keenan hosted. I know. I I didn't watch the Emmys. Did you watch the Emmys? I did. I did. I thought it was okay. Um, they do that thing that I always hate. That thing they do, <laughs> where um, like whenever somebody wins and they have to give a speech, they cut them off really quickly. But they always seem to have time, plenty of time for all these like goofy, not that great sketches in between. And, you know, they always have time for ads and commercials. And that always kind of bums me out where. Yeah. Like somebody yeah. works, somebody works hard to win an Emmy. They win it and they literally get like 10 seconds to thank everybody and everybody, everybody in their lives. And then meanwhile, we get like a, a two or three minute goofy sketch in between. That's like is mildly funny. I'm like, yeah, I, I would rather just let people have their moments and let them speak. Maybe not as long as they want to, but but certainly for longer. And, yeah. yeah, and most of the comedy sketches usually are lame. And uh, I don't know. I understand that uh, Better Call Saul has still not won any Emmys, and and Ray Seahorn did not win uh, the award that she was up for. So I'm I'm just like uh, this whole process is invalid now. I mean, I, I'm with you. I mean, uh, I mean, I win here. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the final season of Better Call Saul was amazing, and as also somebody else that got shafted, uh, the show Barry, like as devotees to this podcast know that I, I'm a, st- I love the show Barry. I, think I love Barry too, but Barry has won Emmys. Uh, Better Call Saul has not won any Emmys, which is just inconceivable to me. That that is just that is nutsoid, and that really needs to be corrected. I know that they're up for. They're eligible for last year or for next year too, mm-hmm. uh, because they they split their last season into two. So I hope that they they right some wrongs on this one. I mean, because if if Ray Seahorn doesn't win an Emmy, what what are we even doing here? Yeah, we we as a society have failed. Yeah, not not here at the Emmys, like here on the planet Earth. What are we yeah. even doing? <laughs> exactly. If, if Ray Seahorn doesn't have like a shelf full of Emmys, I yeah. Mean, I mean, it's I mean, is Secession really that good? Like, I haven't seen an episode, but they seem to just give all of the Emmys to just that one show, either that or Ted Lasso. That's what the Emmys always do. It's like they, they get their, they, they just fix onto like one show, like in the nineties, it was Frasier. And like in the two thousands, it was modern family. And not that those aren't good shows, but it's just like spread the wealth out a little guys. Yeah. Like a couple, it wasn't that long ago. Like Schitt's Creek got everything. Uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel got everything. Yeah. It's just, you know, the West Wing back in its day got everything. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I mean, these shows are good, but they're all the all these other shows that are really good. Let's yeah, let's, let's spread it out a bit. Let's give it let's not just be lazy and just check all the boxes for that one show and call it a day. OK, so so anyway, I sidetracked as uh, you were saying SNL won. So, yay SNL. Um... Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, SNL won. And, uh, you know, after, you know, Lauren Michaels, of course, gave a speech to the press afterwards and people were asking him about the new season, which starts uh, October 1st, which we found out uh, not too long right. ago. That's and, kind of what we were figuring there we'd start. So that's, yeah, yay, yeah. we were right. Yay. yay. <laughs> we were right. And of course, Lauren said, you know, well, you know, we're, uh, you know, we'll probably have some new cast members. Uh, we're expecting about four, four new cast members. God forbid it, d- below 20. <laughs> And, well, we'll get into that. But um, yeah, yeah. He told us this on Monday. By yeah. Thursday, four new cast members announced, lo and behold. Okay. I hadn't heard of any of these people before, so they were all new to me. 
Yes. And uh, like, they're, you know, they're, like they're all from the world of stand up, aren't they? Yes, they're all stand up comics who uh, have done some writing mm-hmm. uh, that, that have, you know, written in you know, behind the scenes and stuff like that. All right. So um, one comic we have, uh, Michael Longfellow, which is a name that sounds like a Jane Austen character. Yes. Myself. Yeah. Uh, Michael Longfellow. He was he's a stand up comedian writer. He was on uh, the Netflix is a joke festival. He was on the Mo. He was on Mo Ammer's uh, showcase, and uh, he was a 2017 New York Comedy Festival. Oh yeah, NBC uh, Bring the Funny competition. He was on that. Uh, next we have Marcelo Hernandez, a Latino fellow of uh, Cuban and Dominican descent. He was he was on uh, New Faces just for laughs this year, and uh, he's opened up for some comics like Gilbert. Um, you know, the late, great Gilbert Gottfried, uh, Jim Brewer, Tim Dillon. So, yeah, he's another comedian out here in these streets. Um, Devin Walker, who's a comedian and writer on, uh, he's he's done stand-up comedy on Comedy Central. He's written for um, Big Mouth, the Netflix uh, animated show that uh, Nick Kroll does. And he's actually mm-hmm. opened up for Nick Kroll uh, as well in the past. And uh, he's wrote on... The uh, free forum show, Everything's Trash, uh, Phoebe Robinson's show. And um, I did a little digging in my Facebook account. And apparently he's he seems to be good friends with Alex English and Gary Richardson, two writers on SNL. Like, uh, I saw that, like, the three of them actually ran a show in New York City for a while, about uh, about two years ago, two, three years ago. Okay. So, uh, yeah, everybody seems to have an in. And uh, last but not least, we have Molly Kearney. Uh, SNL's first non-binary cast member. Molly has opened for Sarah Sherman. Molly has appeared on A League of Their Own, the latest Amazon Prime series. And mm-hmm. Molly was also in Disney Plus's series, The Mighty Ducks. Okay. Four stand-up comics, four writers... Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Like, uh, part of me was kind of hoping they would have somebody that has had, you know, uh, you know, improv experience, but, you know, stand-up comedians, I, I think it's either touch or go. Sometimes some stand-up comedians are great on the show, like, uh, you know, Chris Redd and whatnot, or Adam Sandler, you know, and, um, some you know, Dana Carvey, I mean, he's oh, right. probably the most successful stand-up comic who, came on SNL and and he worked out wonderfully. I it, it's always a crapshoot whenever you bring somebody new onto the show and I'm I'm sure like one or two of these people are going to hit and then the others won't and that's not necessarily a reflection on how good or not good they are and I I just hope I like them all. Yeah, exactly. Like I I hope they're all I mean I'm I'm kind of in a wait well let's see what they bring to the table. Type exactly. of mindset. I mean, honestly, I mean, all right. So right now we have fourteen cast members plus these four, so we're up to eighteen again. Okay. I mean, I I think we it's even talked. I know. I even, but I honestly, I think this is just the new way that SNL works now. I mean, back in the day, they kept like a small cast, nice and tight, and but the cast doesn't really war- weren't able to do other projects. But I think now, kind of, Lauren's kind of softened, maybe in his old age, and he's fine with other cast members doing side projects, and maybe it's because it's like a gig economy now. 
but like the, he's he's fine with people going off and doing their own things but he wants like people kind of waiting in the wings to take over just so they're never short-handed yeah uh which i guess makes sense but i don't know at the same time it, it just seems like more and more people are fighting for screen time which yeah <laughs> i'm not wild about yeah but, but i mean it is what it is at this point i mean that's that's just how the show is right now so yeah so um yeah i mean again i haven't heard of any of these people but um i'm rooting for everybody so let's let's see what they bring to the table i am rooting for all except one of them and oh i won't say who that person is and <laughs> just someone i've chosen randomly <laughs> You just threw a dart at the wall. That's right. Like, I'm just like, this person is my new enemy. <laughs> I just want to make it interesting. Yeah, you know, switch it so up. I will, I will be actively rooting for that person to fail for no real reason. Okay. It's good to have an arbitrary. Yeah. I, I just want an arbitrary enemy. Everybody needs a nemesis. I've said yeah, this. I, I want to be in a good blood feud with somebody. Yeah. Just. <laughs> Just fighting with somebody as like on site as soon as you see them, like yeah. uh, Peter Griffin in that big chicken. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, well, you know, a couple of weeks we'll we'll see what what they got going on. I mean, uh, will they be the next uh, Sarah Sherman, the next Aristotle Atari? Ooh. Who knows? Who knows? Who I'm knows? The new cold open kid like James Austin Johnson. Yeah. Who knows? Who Anything knows? Anything is possible. Anything is possible. So. Yay. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's our thoughts on the new cast members. Like, we're yeah. rooting for them, see what they bring, see what or they got. Are we? Oh. Are we rooting against them? Mm. <laughs> Tune in and find out. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, just not not too many thoughts right now, other than we wish them the best and hope hope they're funny. And that's yes, that's all. That's all I really want. I just just be funny and don't be annoying, and don't don't say stupid shit that will get you kicked off the show. I mean, I I hope they all make it to their first episode, and we don't have like a Shane Gillis situation. Oh boy, I don't think any one of them has been canceled yet. So, yay! Way to go! <laughs> All right, off to a strong start. Yay! No one's been racist. All right. <laughs> yay! Well, hey, let's not go that oh, far. We, right. yeah, <laughs> I'm saying that. none of them have been canceled. That doesn't necessarily follow that none of them have been <laughs> racist. Right. Maybe, maybe they've been super racist. We just haven't uncovered it yet. All right. Well, uh, t- if Twitter do your thing, just tr- try to un- try to unearth all the. Uh... Racist yeah. things they've said. Tell like, us uh, why we should hate all of these people. Because I'm sure there are reasons. Yeah. Come on, Twitter. Help us out. You know, dig into this like Al Capone's vault. No, don't. Don't. Don't? don't? No. no? I don't like it when Twitter does that. It's annoying. All right, fine. Don't. I'm, all right. Don't do it. Don't do it, Twitter. That's the thing I hate about social media is like, everyone's like, well, here's why you should like this person. I was like, just, I just want to like a person. I know I just said I, I wanted to start a blood feud with somebody, but yeah. it's just a joke. But yeah. no, I, I want to like all these people. Yes, I know. Like we were, we were joking there, folks. We were, we were just uh, saying things in jest. We were having a laugh. Yeah, like, we, we want to laugh. We want to love. We want to learn. We want to live. I, I want to do most of those things. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh God, which one don't you want to do? 
oh, we don't have time to dive into that now. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, anyway, so, I mean, I'm looking forward to the show being back, uh, you know, partly because I said to you before we started recording, I'm just kind of sick of picking out movies for us to watch. Yes, we've we've hit a wall. <laughs> after after three months of this, it's just like, what movie do you want to do? I don't know. Uh, should, yeah. we, should, we, should we do Goldmember? We could do Goldmember. We never did the third Austin Powers movie. We did the the, the first two ages ago. I, I looked it up. We did uh we did the first Austin Powers movie in episode seventy eight of, of this show. And then we did the second one in episode eighty eight, and we're now in episode two oh four. Um, so it's been a while. <laughs> been a minute. It's been a minute. I think you mentioned because you mentioned it to me like off mic where yeah we're like we were gonna save it for the next uh James Bond movie to come out and we were right. gonna like have do the last one around a time just to sort of uh yeah you know a little synergy there but uh, yeah. uh lo and behold that movie took a while to come out no uh, time to die like James the, the, the Daniel Craig's last James Bond movie it was delayed for the better part of two years because basically because of coronavirus mm-hmm. um and it was it was supposed to come out i think around the time that people just started quarantining and and yeah we we covered the first one of the austin powers movies in march of 2020 so wow i i listened to the beginning of that episode and we we're just and it was like we had just started quarantining and we just started recording remotely so we were like how are you doing how are you doing at the end of the world darren and yeah I'm doing fine. Oh wait, no, you go. Oh wait, yeah. no, you you go. Yeah. What? Oh no. yeah. Oh, so much of that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah. So so yeah. Awesome powers and gold member. We we'd been meaning to do this one for forever, and because the, just the timing never quite worked out with uh, No Time to Die coming out, we just kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, and then finally No Time to Die came out in like October or November of last year, and I think we had new episodes at the show of SNL happening around then. So it, it didn't really work out at a convenient time. So, so we're like, well, yeah, let's finally do awesome powers and gold member. We haven't done an awesome powers movie in forever. And I want to finish off that series. So, yes. So the trifecta is complete now, folks. We're talking about awesome powers and gold member came out July 26th, 2002. How Uh, is this movie 20 years old, by the way? Oh, I I don't want to think about it. That is insane to me. I it doesn't feel like a, a twenty year old movie, but I mean, if you, I mean, well, there are a few things in this movie that are like, oh yeah, that's that that was a thing. Yeah, they are some things that are very much of two thousand two because there is some topical humor in there. But uh, okay, I I sidetracked you. You were you were about to give us the budget and and all that good stuff. So l- let us know about that. Okay. Uh. Yeah. The um. Directed by Jay Roach, of course, the, the mm-hmm. same same fellow that gave us the other two Austin Powers films and uh, Meet the Parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, film was written by Mike Myers and Michael McCullers. Had a budget of uh, 63 mil, made 276 mil. Yeah, I remember this film being like a big deal when it came out. Yeah, this is... Uh, man, the Austin Powers movies are really interesting... Uh, case study and how like a word of mouth can really build something into a franchise because like you said for the first awesome powers movies it, it, it was like 16 million budget and then it made like 64 million at the box office and then it became like this big hit on home video uh and so that did well enough to get a sequel and the sequel did well and then and 
it made 200 something million. I mean, that's that's incredible. Yeah, like around it is weird because like around like uh, when the first movie came out, it was kind of like this. I don't say underground, but it was kind of it was like, like a, a sleeper hit. Yeah, sleeper hit, kind of unassuming. Like the people that knew about it knew about it, like comedy nerds like us. But by the time the third movie rolled around, it, it was straight up mainstream. Yeah, like, like remember how like every every you know you know Wall Street douche bro would just say yeah baby as a joke yeah. all, all the time, and like it was just. Constantly in like the zeitgeist, yeah, baby, oh, behave. People throwing around catchphrases left and right. Uh, there's a ton of product placement in this film too, like uh, like Pepsi. Yeah. You see Pepsi, you see Aquafina, you see. Uh, at one point, Austin's holding a a Heineken. I think of the Motorola. The scene where I really noticed it was there. There was a scene when uh, I think it was Frau Farbissena was talking to Doctor Evil in prison. And they're just like Taco Bell bags on the mm. on the table in front of them. I don't think either one of them ever ate, but the the bag is just angled just enough so that you can make up the logo clearly. And yeah, they, these really did become big business uh, in between the first and the second one, and that and, and it's only more so by the third. Yeah, there's a lot of product placement. Yeah, and uh, I mean, of course, product placement. And another huge thing: a lot of cameos in this film. Like in the first ten minutes of this film, mm-hmm. it is. Ha- Jack, Jack, a block a packed. Is that the right term? I don't know. It is not. Uh, okay. Yeah. Jack uh, a block packed with cameos. It's like an SNL cold open. Yeah, it really is. It, re- it starts out with like a movie within the movie. And you think you're watching the opening to the Austin Powers movie, and then it turns out we're actually watching a movie about Austin Powers within the world of the movie of Goldmember. And so, yeah, we see all these amazing stunts. Like Austin Powers, like skydiving, and he he like parachutes into his Shaguar, and th- there's a woman on a motorcycle. They're dodging, and there's a helicopter firing missiles and stuff at him. It's a, I mean, they put all the budget on the screen. I gotta hand it to them. They they get the most bang for their buck in these yeah, movies. Absolutely. At one point, he's like he's using Uzi to shoot down the helicopter. Yeah, and uh, yeah. So then. Like he's he's able to stop the car. He gets out. He takes off the helmet. Lo and behold, Tom Cruise dressed as Tom Austin Cruise. Powers. And oh, behave! And Ooh. then and then the woman on the motorcycle takes off her motorcycle, and it's and it's Gwyneth Paltrow as Dixie Dixie Normus. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <laughs> Penis. Then, yeah, and then then the camera pans over, and it's and it's Kevin Spacey as Doctor Evil. And uh, you know this is this is a, a pre Kevin Spacey canceled time. Um, Kevin Spacey's camping it up so much, though. He really is. I think after I saw this scene in this movie, I was just like, okay, yeah, I think I've pretty much given up any uh, idea of Kevin Spacey actually being heterosexual. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I he. I, Kevin Spacey did not come out as as a gay man until after he'd uh, been accused of all the the heinous stuff that he did. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I think he because like I think when the, all that stuff came to light, he put yeah. out a uh, he put out a statement saying, uh, you know, uh, I'll, I'm uh, it was working. something like my truth is that I'm a gay man, and and it was just like, like kind of trying to pivot the story away, uh, and it was. Just, 
I, the, the statement I remember reading was like, they say there's no bad way to come out. Kevin Fa- Spacey found a bad way to come out. He really did. <laughs> he really did. But it was just like, I, but, you know, there had been, been rumors about him before that, and he never really confirmed or denied. And then he finally. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, let, let's move. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. And then we, we, we have. As mini me, we have Danny DeVito, which is that's a cute cameo. Um, I liked it because of the way he played it. Like he, yeah. it's like literally just him with a cigar in his mouth, like "Hey, asshole, I'm a mini me over here." Yeah, yeah, he's Danny DeVitoing it up, um, <laughs> which is that was cute. It was cute, and then uh, yeah, and then we find out uh, that this is the movie within a movie, and it's being directed by Steven Spielberg, and it's Steven Spielberg playing himself. Uh, <laughs> Five cameos in the first like five minutes. Yeah. Well. I, well. And then. And then we it turns into like the typical Austin Powers dance sequence thing. Right. And then then it goes into a Britney Spears video for a few minutes. Yeah. With the actual Britney Spears, and then it turns out Britney Spears is a fembot, and she tries to kill Austin. Apparently, this was a demand by Britney Spears. She was like, "I want one of those bras that shoot bullets." So they were they were able to accommodate her request. Okay. Uh, so yeah, uh, and it's yeah. yeah, and we we also got a cameo from uh, the uh, the OG himself, Mister Quincy Jones. Yeah, they gave they give uh, Quincy Jones a cameo because like, Quincy Jones is the composer of. Uh, What's that song called? Something Bossa Nova. Soul Bossa Nova. Soul Bossa Nova. You know, do 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 do. You know, and we think of it as the Austin Powers theme now, but that that he he did that song like in the sixties, I think. He did. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, so, but I mean, uh, how awesome is Quincy Jones? By the way, it's pretty awesome. He's a yeah. he's a pretty he's a smooth cat, brother. Yeah, yeah. So I. And and Mike Leiner seems to have a genuine appreciation for him and for uh, Burt Bacharach, who has a cameo during the closing credits. And yeah, has... like I think it's one of those things where, like he, yeah, like you say, he had a genuine love for you know things of the '60s, British '60s stuff because yeah. like that's not something like he created a whole character and a whole world around that, and in the '90s, where right. I'm sure that's something like if you were in the '90s, people would be like, why are you doing? Why are you doing this? This makes this isn't going to hit. And uh, but you know, Mike Myers is able to make it work. Well, yeah, Mike Myers he does have like a genuine love for all this stuff. Like he's, he 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 has a love for all the you know those early Bond movies and all the all the sixties comedies that Austin Powers is reminiscent of. It's like an homage to these things, and and he he puts in so many little Easter eggs and things. I mean. And it, it obviously does come out of like a genuine love for the stuff. And that and that's kind of charming. And that kind of invites you to to love it as well. Yeah. You know? So, you know, that's what that's what makes these movies so appealing. Um, and yeah, it's he, he kind of had the formula down at this point. So there is a little bit of recycling of gags that worked in the first two movies. Oh, indeed. Uh <laughs> But I feel like there's a decent amount of original content in there as well. You know? There is. There is. How did you like this? How did you enjoy revisiting this overall? I mean, I thought it was okay. Uh, I mean, it's it's uh, like you said, there is a lot of uh, recycled stuff that they do. But then again, they also do this thing where they call it out immediately. Yeah. Like the um, there's a scene with the uh, the the silhouette scene 
which yeah. is sort of reminiscent of what happened in the uh, Spy Who Shagged Me, where it's like Austin's behind the screen. Yeah. And like, there's, and he's know. got Mini Me, uh, and they're both undercover in Dr. Evil's lair. Yeah. And, yeah. Lair. These suggestive shadows that, you know, make it look like something dirty and or weird is happening. Yeah. Like, it looks like his uh, penis is, has a hand on it or something. Yeah. Uh, but, a- but yeah, they also call it that. And like, also that thing where there were, uh, towards the end, where uh, they also bring in Clint Howard back again. Yeah. It's and, always uh, nice to see Clint Howard cameo. Yeah, I, I think we missed Charles Napier in this one. Had Charles Napier was he still with us? Oh, that's a that good point? question. I don't... Uh, oh, I will look that up. Yeah. But um, but yeah, they also did that running gag that they did in the second Austin Powers film, where um, they they were about to say somebody's about to say something, but it sounds they make it sound dirtier by cutting yeah. to like another scene. I just looked it up. Charles Napier, he he was he passed away in uh, 2011, so he was definitely still around when they were shooting this movie. I don't remember him popping up though, so maybe he was he worked a lot. Maybe he was just maybe the schedules just didn't work out. Uh, but Charles Napier, you are missed. Yes. Yeah. R.I.P. Charles Napier. Yes. Um, Napier. Yes. But uh, yeah, but again, another thing of that sort of date this movie, like we mentioned before, like the Osbournes make a cameo and this thing yeah i would forgotten that i was like wow this was back when the osbournes were the thing or maybe or maybe it was like just after they were the thing i don't i don't remember when the osbournes really hit but it was uh, yeah it was definitely like late 90s early aughts so yeah they yeah. might have been they might have been a little past their sell-by date by this point but uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'd forgotten that Nathan Lane pops up in this movie. He he pops up uh kind of early-ish on when Austin he he first travels back in time to 1975. Yeah, um, yeah, cuz he's uh in 1975. Well, basically the premise of this one uh is Austin's father gets kidnapped. Uh right. his father Nigel Powers played by the great Michael Michael Caine. Michael Caine. <laughs> Michael Caine. Michael Caine showing up as Austin Powers' father. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I mean, they make it. They make they make him look like you know, like Austin, really well. He he does look. Well, okay. Apparently, part of the Austin Powers look, like the glasses, those came from Michael Caine, uh, playing. Uh, I think he he played Harry Palmer in the Ipcris file and a few other movies uh, from mm. the sixties, and and that was sort of like sort of going against the James Bond glamorous thing. It was it was more of a understated more of a real espionage type of thing. And I think part of that was that Michael Caine wore these, these eyeglasses and that's, that's where Austin Powers got his eyeglasses and Michael Caine actually wore his eyeglasses from those movies. Ah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. Um, but yeah, yeah. Something I was surprised, like there wasn't as much Michael Caine in this movie as I'd remembered or as, as as I was expecting. Cause he's like, he's kidnapped by Dr. Evil and then he's he's kind of away for long swaths of the movie. Yeah, uh, I was I was remembering this more as him being like it, it took a while to bring him on, but after they brought him on, I thought he was in the movie throughout. But no, he he kind of disappears for long stretches of the movie. I, it's not like uh, Sean Connery in the third Indiana Jones movie where right. they pull him up, and then after that, it's just him and Indy kind of joined at the hip for the rest of the movie. Junior, I could have used a little more Michael Caine, is what I'm saying. We could all use a little bit more Michael Caine. Uh, <laughs> that sounded like you said my cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I heard that joke a while ago. Where 
if you say my cocaine, mm-hmm. it sounds like Michael Caine saying his own name. My cocaine. I've never heard that before, but that's that's kind of funny. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's okay. that's what I bring to the podcast. Kind of my funny. cocaine. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I get it. I get it. I, yeah, it's, I, it's, I see what they're doing. Yeah, it's there. It's got legs. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, sure. But yeah, like I thought that would have been a thing because they they do make a point out of saying like how Austin's dad wasn't there for him for most of his right. life and he was away. And, so. and Nigel Powers was also like a, a a super spy. He was an international man of mystery, like like his son. Yeah. So, so, so like part like part, yeah, so like part of me thought, oh, so maybe they'll make it a thing where they reconnect and get yeah. into their dynamics and to see why Austin is the way he is, but they don't really. Well, they have a bit of that. They have a bit of that. Like, I mean, towards the end, like Nigel's saying, like, "Hey, I was, I was your buddy, and we did all these these fun things together." And and Austin Powers was like, "I didn't need a buddy. I needed a dad." Uh, they don't. Yeah, they don't make as much of a meal of that as they could, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, I I guess because they also they I guess they want to make it more of a silly, goofy comedy. They didn't want to like you know drag it down with like serious stuff and. Yeah. So that that's why you see more and more of um Goldmember is uh, a yeah. the character that uh, Austin that um Mike Myers plays where he's a uh, Dutch man uh, from the 70s who's obsessed with gold. Right. And uh and roller skating and yeah. uh he he loves gold so much that he he dips his he dipped his ball his genitals in gold and he lost well, them he in a, lost his genitalia in a smelting accident and he's since had it replaced with like a gold thing he never like sometimes he'll like lower his shorts and you see like this gold from behind because um, you know we we never see the actual thing but the characters right. of the movie do and they're like oh oh my oh okay oh so, good heavens yeah uh so this is like the fourth character that Mike Myers is playing in those movies. He's playing Austin Powers, of course. He's playing Dr. Evil. Uh, the second movie, he added Fat Bastard. Right. And then in this movie, he adds Goldmember. Uh, Goldmember also just kind of... It, it seems like the movie forgets about him for long stretches of the movie. There's not quite as much Goldmember as you might expect in a movie called Goldmember. But... Yeah, his name is in the title of this film, and he's yeah. easily like... Like like you said, yeah, the movie kind of doesn't know what to do with him, and it's kind of forgettable. And yeah. he has these weird quirks. I mean, yeah. the you know, the peeling of the dead skin thing is really gross. I don't know He's, why. Like the character Goldmember, I I got this movie uh, as a DVD from my local library. The character of Goldmember, not even on the cover of the DVD. <laughs> His name is again. It's, it's Austin Powers, Doctor Evil, Minnie Me, Nigel Powers, uh, the character Foxy Cleopatra, who we'll talk about in a second. Uh, but no gold member on the cover, just like a little picture of him on the back cover. It's, yeah, it's I, he's a funny character. I, I I prefer him to like say Fat Bastard, certainly. Yeah, I mean Fat Bastard is a little bit more uh, grotesque, I guess, mm-hmm. in a way. And but yeah, I mean, like you said, there's something there with Gold Member, but they never right. really kind of delve into it he's just kind of he's he's there. like sort of a parody of goldfinger from the bond movies um which and it's it's a his name is kind of this weird sort of multi-level joke because like the character goldfinger of course named goldfinger in the movie goldfinger mm-hmm. book goldfinger <laughs> uh ian fleming when he was writing the bond novels he took the name goldfinger from an architect that he hated who was who was putting up these like kind of very industrial 
not appealing buildings in like uh, Ian Fleming's neighborhood, I think it was. Oh. And uh, it, it was this architect named Erno Goldfinger. And and I, I think, they, you know, the real Goldfinger was threatening to sue when he heard about this. And so uh, Ian Fleming was like, okay, well, I'll just call him Goldprick instead. Oh, nice. And then I think the lawsuit sort of went away after that. And when they were doing this movie, uh, the people who do the Bond films were threatening a lawsuit saying, like, you can't call it Goldmember. Uh, and so for a while, there was like a question of, is if they could call the movie Goldmember or not. I don't know if they would have had to change the name of the character. Uh, but uh, Ooh. Uh, but apparently they worked it out. Like They, they said, okay, um, you will have to, if you do any more Austin Powers movies, you have to give us approval over any titles that are parodying the Bond movie titles. And you have to put a, a trailer for the latest Bond movie, which in this case was Die Another Day. You have to put that in front of your movie. So... Oh, it worked out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, that's pretty interesting. But yeah, like I still felt that they should have. Yeah, like they should they should have given Gold Member more to do or giving him more urgency because uh, it's like you said. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, Doctor Evil gets a good amount of screen time. He gets a good amount of stuff to do. Even yeah. his character has a has a nice little arc at, towards the end of the movie where he changes. Yeah. Uh, Fat Bastard changes, which will, you know, he, I could like toward the end of the movie, he lost all the weight, uh, mm-hmm. uh by eating uh, Subway sandwiches, just like uh, Jared. Another he, thing that really grounds this movie, in he, 2002 is, yeah, you know, this one Jared from Subway is was a, a big thing, and yeah, we didn't know there was anything problematic about Jared, we didn't really think about Jared, and then just all of a sudden, he's like, he's busted for uh. I think it was like child pornography charges, and it's like, yeah, yikes! Okay, all right. Uh, well, you're you're a heinous person. Okay, yes, <laughs> pretty gross. Uh, um, I, I did I did appreciate that this movie it did try to do new stuff with the returning characters. I li- I like that you know we had uh, Doctor Evil get busted in the first act and then sent to prison. I like that they they did something different with Mini Me. Uh, they they did a little something different with Fat Bastard. Fat Bastard isn't in the movie very much, but that's fine because a little Fat Bastard goes a long way. Hey now, um, they definitely did something different with Scott Evil in this one. I thought, yeah, that that was interesting too. Yeah, I mean that was cool. We we see like like Mini Me and Scott Evil. They kind of almost reverse roles. Mini Me becomes good. And he he, uh, and then Scott Evil decides to lean into his name and he becomes evil. Yeah, at the end of the movie, Scott Evil is the new Doctor Evil. Yeah, he's he's gone fully bald. He's in a black narrow jacket, and yeah, you get the feeling if they made a fourth Austin Powers movie, it would have been Scott Evil as the big bad. So yeah, he's like a uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so. Yeah. So uh, do you also? Well, so do you want to talk about uh, uh, the 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 one and only Beyonce Knowles as uh, Fo- Foxy Cleopatra? No, I think we should go this entire episode without mentioning her at all, and just just to have everybody going, huh? What? Why? <laughs> all <laughs> yes, right. yes. Let's talk about Beyonce Knowles as Foxy Cleopatra. This is like her her first movie role, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like just when the uh, Beyonce train was uh, taking off. the 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 rocket ship was. This was... is like before Beyonce was really Beyonce. Yeah, uh, 
she i mean she was beyonce Knowles. i think that she like destiny's child had she just left destiny's child or destiny's child had just broken up i don't know the whole i believe they just broken up and she just had her like right first single but like it like she was like uh, there was no doubt she was like on her way up like people were like no yeah. she's she's the one She's going to be the next I mean, big thing. But of course, how could you know like how huge she would become? And she was she's like really young in this. She was like 20, 21 in this movie. Ooh. It's it's nuts, man. Um yeah, and, and she's playing like this this black exploitation type, like like Foxy Brown or Cleopatra Jones, so that she's Foxy Cleopatra. Ah, get it? And you know, and she's a whole lot of woman. Hey now. And she's she's got this big golden afro and and Austin travels back in time to 1975 and to find her because because after Austin's dad Nigel gets kidnapped, uh, Basil Exposition, played by the great Michael York, tells him, "Oh yeah, he's actually hidden your dad in 1975." So Austin time travels back to 1975 because we have time travel in these movies from from the last movie because he he time traveled back to the 60s again, right? So absolutely, yeah. But that's another thing I didn't really get because. Like when um, cause like like this, this is a scene where we meet Nathan Lane and yeah. Nathan Lane is being used to talk to Austin, you know, Cleopatra's talking to Austin through Nathan Lane, and then she's upset with him because she, you know, he ghosted her from the last time they met, and like I was right. thinking, all right, well he's from the sixties, she's from the seventies. When did they hook up or meet? Well, or- she she says something like you you. I haven't seen you in eight years. And that's like the year that, that Austin would have been frozen in 1967. So apparently they had something going on in 1967. Mm. Okay. All right. I guess if you don't think Austin about the age around, baby. Yeah, baby. I guess he's if you don't think about the age thing, then yeah. That, that, that yeah. Cool. I don't, I don't think she's playing her actual age. I think she's obviously playing someone older and you know, okay. whatever. I, I mean, <laughs> look, I mean, is that bit of logic going to trip you up in Austin Powers? Movie? I know it's it's like when I when I try to put like logic into these films, yeah. like immediately my brain is like, no, don't this 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 movie isn't for logic. Logic. What what trips me up a little? It also isn't for Loggins. There is no Kenny Loggins in this movie. <laughs> um, I'm not all right. The the thing that that trips me up a little bit is okay. They have a flashback, like like Austin gets knighted. He gets knighted by the Queen, uh, R.I.P. Uh, queen Elizabeth, mm. by the way. <laughs> Which yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that their Queen Elizabeth is in this movie. I forgot about <laughs> so, that one. I forgot about that connection. So purely coincidental. Uh, but I was just like, oh, that's that's a weird coincidence. Um, but but it, we learn about Austin's distant relationship with his father when Nigel doesn't show up for his his uh, knighting ceremony, uh, and then we have a flashback to when Austin and Doctor Evil were in school. It's a flashback to like 1958, and then Austin is named that year's International Man of Mystery, and then uh, Nigel Powers isn't there. So we we see Austin, Doctor Evil, Basil Exposition. Uh, and two. two all in school together, even though I think they're all supposed to be different ages. Certainly, Basil's older than Austin, <laughs> but it now yeah. it's like contemporary of Austin. And it's like, well, why did you introduce yourself as Basil Exposition to him in the first movie in 1967 if you were schoolmates in 1958? But again, it, it, it just rule of funny. They they don't 
it doesn't they don't care that it has to make chronological sense yeah like i think this movie goes out of its way to let you know like hey don't look for logic here we're just here to make jokes don't yeah there's even a a, a fourth wall breaking gag in the second one where you know basil exposition is like yeah don't think about it too hard and then he turns to the audience and goes and that goes for you too and then like austin's like yeah (laughs) yeah by the way, the the two young actors who play the young Austin and the young Doctor Evil, they they do a really nice job. Yeah, the kid that did the young uh, Austin, he was really good. I was like, oh, this yeah. guy—he's got like he had like all his mannerisms down packed. And I was like, this dude is. On the good. DVD, there's like a little featurette about those two, and like apparently they were considering having like I think just Mike Myers played the the roles of young Austin, young Doctor Evil in the flashback. But no, they they went with these young actors, and I'm really glad they did. I mean, it's it's kind of more fun to see other people doing the characters. And the kid, the poor kid playing Doctor Evil, he had to actually shave his head for the oh. part. I'm like, really? For that quick bit, they didn't just give him a good bald cap. But no, um, wow, Re- like yeah. like curling from the Three Stooges, he had to shave his head. Apparently so. Yes, yes, they had footage of him getting his head shaved in the makeup trailer. Wow. Jesus, uh, you know that's, that's all right there. So <laughs> showbiz, yay! You uh, want to be a star or not, kid? But the, you know they hey they did great. They were they were terrific. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I remember another thing that again dates this film. Yeah, uh, very much is like when uh so. It's just the one where Dr. Evil is in prison and he has Mini-Me with him. Yeah. And he's, you know, him and Mini-Me go out to the the prison yard. And oh, we, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's trying to sort of uh, show dominance. At one point, we see a tiny Zeus Lester as uh-huh. an inmate there who is also an inmate in The Dark Knight. And, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was the guy in the barge. Yeah, yeah. And um, then it breaks out into Dr. Evil... And Mini Me rapping Jay Z's "Hard Not Life," yeah, which was interesting. I remember it's seeing this in the theater. Great. When I saw when this part in the theater came out, I remember like the audience was like bent over with laughter. Like it was it, was that done for this movie, or was it or was that a pre existing thing before this movie? What the Hard Not Life? Yeah. Uh oh yeah no it was, it was before the movie. Oh, I didn't realize. I thought that was just a gag they worked up for the movie. I had no idea. Huh. No, no, that was a big song. Like that song was a huge song that summer. Like I think that album, okay. I think that's one of like Jay Z's. It might have been his first really big mainstream hit. But okay. like I remember that summer, that song was playing everywhere. It was a huge hit. So like they just put it in that in this movie, and people were just like, "Oh yeah, that's the song they play on Hot Seven. That's tight." And like, and like everyone just bent over with laughter over it. It was, it was a huge gag. And were were, were Beyonce and Jay Z a thing at this point uh, yet? I think no? they, hmm, I think they were just dating at this point. I don't think they were oh, like, okay. All right? I I don't believe they were official official just yet. Yeah, all right. But okay. they were, you know, they they definitely knew of each other. Sure. Okay. I mean, you know, uh, Beyonce is a very lovely lady, as everybody in this movie. All constantly states at every moment. Yeah. You know, abs for days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's wearing a lot of midriff bearing outfits. I I think we probably see her 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 stomach throughout this movie. Uh-huh. We do. Oh, we do. 
Yeah, she does. She does a pretty good job in this movie. I mean, I mean, it's Beyonce, so she's of course got charisma for days. And but I think she does a pretty good job with her performance. I I would I would put her above Heather Graham in the second one, not quite as high as Elizabeth Hurley from the first Austin Powers movie. I think mm. I think that's how I would rank them. Interesting. I'd have to see the second one again. I remember. I see what yeah. you mean. I know Heather Graham's. You know, she's again very lovely. Uh, but yeah, I think Beyonce had a little bit more presence. I think that's yeah, right. yeah. So, okay. all right. Oh, uh, another cameo. I don't know if you caught it. Uh, Katie Couric as one of the the prison guards. Yeah, apparently they did a segment on the Today Show about that, and you know, also she was talking about how like visual effects gave her a unibrow. I guess they did that digitally instead of in makeup or something. I don't know, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, that was uh, at first. At first, I was like, Katie Couric, what's she? doing it here random. yeah but yeah it was like some sort of synergy thing they had a they had a segment on the today show like basically plugging the movie ah uh, all right there it goes yeah did you notice um it, during one of the sequences when they're they're driving the little mini cooper it, it drives into the back of this uh this godzilla like monster and then so they're driving around and it's like it looks like the, the godzilla statue thing is rumbling around and then then like two japanese people are like oh run it's godzilla and they're like oh no but it's not because godzilla is copyright to this other company but we should run like it's godzilla even though it's not did you recognize one of those guys uh wait wasn't one of them the dude in heroes yeah it was the dude from heroes a massey oka i think his name was i thought that Uh, was him yeah, it was it was him. I was like, "Hey, it's the heroes, dude." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's done other stuff, but I just know him as the heroes guy. Yeah, I mean that's what he's best known for, of course. But uh, it was just funny to see him in uh, in that, and it's like, "Oh, okay, that's 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 cool." It's like a little bit part he did before he got famous and before he got his breakthrough role. So, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, continuing on with all these cameos we should mention although it's not really a cameo but uh we get we get fred savage in here too as the mole Fred savage as the mole i i keep forgetting if he's in the second or third awesome powers movie but yeah he's he he pops up in this uh fred savage uh yeah another guy did you read the stories about fred savage recently i saw them and i was like yeah. wow this is this movie's three for three apparently fred savage is is problematic now he got fired from the uh or let go from the revival of the wonder years uh when some stories about uh some some not so great behavior came out on his part so uh yeah uh, just give it a google you'll see uh you know uh, i believe sexual misconduct is uh used quite a bit yeah i i I kind of you know i'm in the studio right now and so i but we don't have the problematic bell here anymore, so I can't okay. I can't ding the problematic bell. But so, uh, just a little quick ding for for him and Jared and Kevin Spacey and oh so, boy, just, uh, we don't have the problematic bell anymore. Did somebody find a problematic? I, I'm not seeing it. Uh, yeah, maybe the problematic bell got canceled. It was, you oh. know, it was it was it was making moaning sounds whenever somebody was hitting it. I think. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. So, oh, oh behave. Yeah, but he he plays a character who's like a mole in Doctor Evil's organization, and and the joke is he has like a big mole on his face that Austin and other people can't help but noticing and commenting on, and they're but they're dr- desperately trying not to comment on it. Right. Molly, 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 mole. Yeah. Don't say mole. Mole. Yeah. 
But like I said, I, I keep I keep thinking that's in the second movie, but I'm like, oh no, I, I guess it's in this one. It it's is in this one, sir. Yeah. So because I'm like watching it now. <laughs> everything that's happening now is happening. Everything that's going on now is happening now. Yes. What happened then? Pass then. When? Yeah. Right now. Just now. See. See, this is why I haven't watched that thing you do again, because like I have to keep my memory in tight for to remember Spaceballs lines for magic moments like this, John. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, but that thing you do way better than Spaceballs. Mmm. Hot take. Hot Correct take. take. Correct take. Wow. All right. I mean, listeners, you know where to send your tweets. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Well, uh, what what else in this movie? I mean... I, I don't know. I mean, the, the plot itself is pretty uh, uh, thin, I'll say. Yeah, there's a thing about them, them trying to draw a meteor to Earth to cause all sorts of uh, environmental havoc, and they're they're holding the world for ransom as they do. Um, yeah, it, it, fine. It's uh, yeah, you kind of forget about it for long stretches. But I mean, Austin Powers movies—they aren't really about the plot; they're about the gags. Yeah, I, I thought it was fine in that regard. I honestly, I didn't enjoy revisiting this one quite as much as I was expecting it to. What? Um, yeah, I was just like, you know, this. It's fine, it, but it just seemed kind of okay. It didn't blow me away, and my my attention was wandering a little bit. and And it seems longer than it is, and and not a great way. It wasn't like a slog or anything, but I was just mm. like, eh. yeah. I mean, the yeah. movie. Yeah, the, maybe the I've movies just moved on from the Awesome Powers movies a bit. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the movie's only an hour and thirty four minutes, but yeah, I will admit it did feel a little bit longer. I mean, one yeah. of the actually one of the gags I actually did like is uh, when uh, Austin and uh, Foxy go to Tokyo because I think they yeah. just they found out that Doctor Evil's new lair is in Tokyo, so they go to Tokyo to find more clues, yeah. and they ha- they take a meeting with uh, Mister Mister Rob- Rob- Roboto, who is yeah. like uh, who's like in cahoots with. Um, with a gold member and Dr. Evil and they have a yeah, talk. And, and of course he's, he's named that just so that Austin Powers can go. Don't worry. Gato, Mr. Roboto. Get it. It's like, the, <laughs> it's like the song. It's like the song. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> we had to unpeel it. It's like layers, like an onion. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> They're layers, man. And uh, but, but subtitle gag, the subtitle gag. Yeah, that's, that's pretty clever. I think. I thought the subtitle gag was pretty solid. Like basically they show like the subtitles of what the person was saying, but some words were blocked. So it looked like they were saying something more dirtier. And then it's like uh, the subtitles are in white and you know, like when you're reading subtitles in a movie and if it's, if the white lettering is against something very light on the screen, you can have trouble reading the subtitles. So here the Mr. Roboto saying here, have some shiitake mushrooms. And the subtitles are like, here, eat shit. <laughs> so. Right. And then, like, uh, and then Foxy was like, no, what he was actually was saying. And then he pushed the, the thing out the way to show what yeah. he was actually saying. Yeah. 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 It was cute. It, wasn't there also a subtitle gag in the second uh, Wayne's World movie? I, I remember some sort of subtitle gag in that one. Hmm. It's been a while since we've seen that one. I, I don't remember yeah. it. But uh, listeners, go back and listen to the second one and let us know. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure there is something about that in Wayne's World, too. So, But okay. I, I like that. I enjoyed the little break in the fourth wall uh, gag. Uh, there's there's a similar gag when, like, his, uh, when, when Austin finds Fat Bastard in Tokyo. Fat Bastard is a sumo wrestler now because they wanted to get him on one of those sumo wrestling outfits. Yeah. And uh, Fat Bastard starts charging at Austin. And then his, the... Uh, the line of his one of the lines of his harness breaks so he's just dangling from one one cable above <laughs> that uh that that was cute that that's almost like a mel brooks that's like the type of gag you would find in space balls honestly like you know we've captured their stunt doubles yeah actually that 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 joke i like too where i think at one point where fat Paris is about to charge him he's like yeah i'm ready and i hope my wire team is ready too and yeah, then you yeah. see behind like a, a curtain or behind a screen there's like five dudes holding a, a pulley system just ready to yeah. pull fat bastard up and do this uh this stunt yeah that was cute that was, that cute. was cute yeah yeah there, there's stuff in here there's stuff in here no i i'm not saying i dislike the movie or that it's unfunny or anything i i, I think it works well and like i said i appreciate that they're doing new things with most of the characters that made it a little because like the, on the, on the second one, I thought they recycled like a few too many gags, so I didn't. They didn't do it quite as much in this one. I feel like. Yeah, like I think. Uh, yeah, I'll agree with you. I mean, I, I like this one okay. I think you know a few times maybe they kind of leaned a little heavy on like you know pop culture references to mm-hmm. to get a gag. You know, like the the hard knock life Jay Z rap or anything right. like that. Um, well, I mean, again, top of the gags they don't usually age well. Yeah, and then also like they also use a lot of uh, you know poop jokes and you know cheeky humor, but but then again that's like the yeah. hallmark of all these movies. Yeah, uh, th- those are always my least favorite parts. I I wish uh, I wish Mike Myers didn't go to that well quite so often, but he he finds the the scatological stuff really amusing. Apparently, so do do funny. Yeah, I mean <laughs> at least it, at least it doesn't get as outright gross as the second one did is like you know with austin like literally drinking liquefied shit that <laughs> and you that, see like you know it on his face i'm just like who yeah exactly i'm yeah. not on the verge of puking uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> during any of the gags i mean you know we've got the the peeing statue that uh, austin's hiding behind and then he accidentally unplugs the the statue, so the statue stops peeing, so Austin Trusta has to pee himself to do that, and then yeah. right. So uh, you know, we get some golden showers I, humor. Which... Yeah, I don't, I don't find it particularly funny, but I, at least I don't find it disgusting. So yeah. that's an improvement. <laughs> Better than drinking liquid shit. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So. Uh, yeah, and of course, there's like a more, you know, kind of poof humor jokes, like I want, like um. Dr. Evil calling his plan to use a tractor beam to bring in this gold meter called the uh, Operation, uh, was it Preparation H? Which, yes. of course, is, you know, the hemorrhoid cream and how they're going to have the thing shoot out of the, the backside of yeah. the submarine shape like Dr. Evil. It's like, oh, okay. I, I get you it. Know, you know, so I'll, I'll give a shout out. This film has, like, some really good special effects. Like, they, the the shots of the the Doctor Evil submarine, that's really good. They had some behind the scenes featurettes on the DVD about some of the effects, and I'm like, 
these are pretty good effects, especially for a sixty odd million dollar budget. That's yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe because they didn't uh, have too too many effect shots, so they were able to make the ones they had look really really good. But mm. yeah, no, it, it does have some good. I'll, I'll admit it; it doesn't look cheap. Like no. I mean, I no. mean that 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 is something I appreciate about the Austin Powers movies. They do put every dollar on screen. So absolutely, yeah. So yeah, like it's. I mean, the jokes may may be cheap. But it ain't gonna look cheap, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. I mean, uh, yeah. If I had to guess the budget of this movie, Colt, I'd probably guess higher than sixty million. But hey, yeah, no, that's about right. I mean, you know, just I mean, and the 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 costuming is so impressive, and the 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 sets and the designs. I mean, these movies are are really just kind of a visual feast, and they're they're really fun and colorful, and mm. and you can tell like everybody's having a lot of a lot of fun making it. I think. Yeah, no, they're easy on the eyes. Yeah. They're easy on the eyes. And I also liked, uh, I thought it was interesting, the twist they had at the end of the film where they reveal that Austin Powers and Dr. Eve are actually brothers. Where, um, yeah. yeah, like when uh, Nigel comes out of, pops out of nowhere, apparently yeah. in the submarine, and he's like, yeah. you know, you know, Dr. You know, Dr. Eve is actually your brother. Austin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nigel like steps in front of Doctor Evil when Austin's aiming a gun at him. He's like, "I, I've got to protect my son." And and Austin's like, "Dad, I'm fine." He's like, "I wasn't talking about you." Or, dun, dun, dun. And we have we have like a flashback sequence with an exploding car, and we see like Doctor Evil and Austin as babies, and we we even briefly see a young uh, Michael Caine. Uh, and it's and it's footage of a young Michael Caine taking from uh, one of his other uh movies i don't um i i had an imdb trivia thing with the uh the actual movie that they took him from but uh i can't see it right now it was a movie his from 1967 so it's like real young michael kane yeah young young roguish kane yeah yeah you know back in the alfie days it wasn't alfie but it was it was from that era you know when he was Young oh, and hunky and yeah, yeah, just a just a stud among men. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he unfortunately, doesn't have the glasses, but you know what can you do? Yeah, you can't you can't like CGI that onto his. We didn't have the technology then, but wouldn't they? No, I think if it was a higher budget movie, I feel like they could have CGI glasses onto him and may, maybe even made it look decent. But uh, in a sixty million dollar budgeted movie yeah it's probably best they didn't attempt that because it would have looked weird and distracting and you don't really need it nah no no need for that yeah so then we learned that dr evil's actual name is dougie and like Mm -hmm. just like that dr evil turns good and he he feels you know he he feels the the love of a father that he never knew yeah and and so now now hit now dr evil mini me and uh, Nigel and Austin Powers are all on the same side. Which oh, is a... uh, just quick interjection. I, f- I found the name of the movie that they got young Michael Caine from. It's called Hurry Sundown from 1967. So, mm, okay. So, you know, go look that up and you'll see a little footage that was used in Austin Powers 3. So, oh, yeah, go check it out. And, right. uh, yeah, so like, so now all three of them are on the same side. So now they don't want to destroy the earth. But, um, Goldmember still does for, 
kind of unknown reasons, I guess. Four reasons, yeah. Yeah, four yeah. reasons. So now all oh, it's it all of the plan, right? Huh? It was his plan, right? Or I was it, it Doctor Evil's plan? I thought it was Doctor Evil's plan, but he needed Golden Member to execute it. Oh yeah, he needed like the equipment for Gold Member. He 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 had that key that was shaped like a penis and testicles. Ha <laughs> ha, penis, testicles. Yeah. Uh, huh. So yeah, uh, so now, really? so now Gold Member wants to destroy the world. But yeah, like because we haven't spent much time with him, we don't. We're still we're unsure of his reasons as to why he just wants to. Which I was like, mm. yeah, but, you know, like I said, the pl- the plots don't really matter in these movies. Yeah, that's true. And uh yeah, yeah, so then uh so then the, the the three of them they I think they reverse the polarity of the tractor beam and they electrocute yeah. him. Yeah. You literally see Dr. Evil putting a, like a a box that's marked positive into the negative slot and yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get it? Always do. <laughs> uh, sexy. Yeah. Yeah, and I, so, I think I think they're reversing the polarity and then that like that repels the meteor instead of draws a dirt earth or something i i don't yeah know. i don't <laughs> it, it was very it was very easy i'll give it it was yeah. very simple it yeah barely, well reverse polarity always is yeah they, they barely broke a sweat saving the to save the world yeah and uh yeah yeah so then they you know after gold member gets shocked he falls to the ground and then he gets up turns around hey it's john travolta how about that yeah, yeah, John Travolta cameo at the end, and then uh, again we're watching the movie within the movie. It's the end of the movie, and it's it's Austin Powers and Austin Pussy. <laughs> was a movie, uh, a title they considered for the second movie, uh, but they they didn't do it because they wasn't they weren't sure if they could get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty. I mean, I mean, I, I think unless you say Pussy Cat, you can't really say. You really can't say. Pussy at all in well, I mean, there's there's a Bond movie called Octopussy. So yeah. different time, man. Different time. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah. I I don't know if they if they were censoring themselves with that with not using that or if they were actually told they couldn't use that. I I think that was somewhere in the IMDb trivia, but uh, yeah, whatever. Okay. Whatevs. So Whatever. yeah, so um, so you know, all's well that ends well. All of them are cool now. Doctor mm-hmm. Evil and Austin Powers are cool. Uh, Austin yeah. kisses Foxy, and uh, all's right you with know, the it, world. It is funny that this movie it ends with Austin and Doctor Evil uh, discovering that there are biological brothers or at least half brothers, and then that's something that the Bond films did later on in in uh, Spectre. They actually reveal oh. that Daniel Craig's Bond is the adoptive brother of of Blofeld. <gasps> dun dun dun. Yeah. So that's weird. It's weird <laughs> they did it in the parody movie and then they did it in the real franchise that it's parodying. Like so you so you're, later. Yeah. So you're saying the people in the in the James Bond franchise was watching Austin Powers and were like, "Hey, that's a good idea." I'm not saying they got the idea from it. I'm saying it's a stupid idea that shouldn't have been done in the real Bond movies. But got it. <laughs> it is. It does seem very like soap opera ish. Yeah, it's it's just a dumb idea. I mean, even when I was first time, 
watching that movie. And I generally like that movie. And I, I we watched it not long ago, but it was that plot twist is like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I am your father's nephew's cousin's former roommate. Yeah, it's it's weird. You don't you don't have to personally connect every villain to every hero, people. It's yeah. It's okay for the hero just to oppose the bad guy because they're trying to do bad stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, you you don't have to be Star Wars, man. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and uh, yeah, and then that's the uh, that's the movie, and of course, at the end, at the very end, we see, uh, you know, Scott Evil being the new Doctor Evil, and then at the very end, we see some outtakes and and whatnot. We see Mini Me, uh, hitting on Britney Spears, telling her basically he has a big penis. Which you know that's that's yeah. something they do. Yeah, because like there's a, there's a scene where Nigel Powers is first talking to Mini Me when he's like putting Nigel Powers in his room, and and Nigel's like sort of like, "Hey, you're underappreciated. You should switch sides and be on the good guys." And somehow that gets into, "Oh, I bet I bet you're packing." <laughs> and then he, yeah, that was weird. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you've got a tripod. <laughs> it's like a baby's arm holding an apple and. So, you know, enjoy that mental image of... Yeah. So there you, so there you go. Yeah, so like, oh, we're just just making time for this big big dong joke? All right. Well, yeah. <laughs> Mike Myers is going to Mike Myers. I mean... Yeah. Mike's going to Mike. Uh... Yeah, and then at the very end, we get uh, Burke Bacharach again singing, you know, what the world needs now. And uh, that's the movie. Um, yeah, overall, I thought it was like, I, I probably thought it was funnier, you know, when I first saw it, just because it had all those references to like stuff that was happening in the moment. But looking back on it, it's like, yeah, it's just okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, yeah, looking back on this, I feel like it's it's just okay. It, it's kind of fun to revisit. I, I'm honestly glad that they just stopped at three Austin mm. Powers movies. I feel like if they'd done more than this, they really would have driven the whole thing into the ground. So. Right. Well, actually, that's what um, we put out the word on Twitter that we were doing this. And that's actually one of the tweets we got about yeah. this film from. Uh, oh, let me see if I can pull it up. From some dude. From some dude. Uh, wait, no. Uh, hold on. His name's not some dude. Yeah, you, you have you have a name, person, and that name uh, it, is. It was from a- Andrew Schweitzer. Uh, yes. He's at the Schweitzer Man. Uh, he says, "My question: What are the chances of an Austin Powers four ever happening? Um, since it's been twenty years since they've done any Austin Powers movie, I'd, I'd say not great." Yeah, I mean, I think they asked. Um, I mean, it's it's been pitched around like i think they asked yeah. mike myers about it and he said like yeah i'd like to do it uh, i i think there's a script out and around you know it's like another ghostbusters film it's like it's, it's something that yeah. the person who created it says yeah i'd love to do it but uh, it, it never really seems to materialize material materialize yeah that's right so yeah so as far as uh another austin powers movie coming out of powers 4 i don't think it'll happen just because it's been so long since the last one happened if they do make another austin powers it'll probably be like a younger cast or probably do like you know the son of austin powers or something maybe something like that um and also i think the way that 
because of the way comedies are treated now in the, in the films and in the, in the cinema, they'll probably just go straight to streaming. I think like maybe they'll make a movie for Netflix or something. And also because hmm. because like Mike Myers already came out with something recently, the Pentaphorite, that you know wasn't really well received and wasn't quite good. You know, there's a reason why we haven't talked about it in this podcast, people. Uh, I I don't think we're gonna because we it. don't want to watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yes, uh, but yes, yeah, so I don't I don't think there's like a huge like you know a, a huge hunger out there in the world for people who want another Austin Powers film. I think I think we might maybe get another Austin Powers film and if we do it'll probably go straight to streaming and that'll be it. That's what I think. Uh, uh yeah, for I I think it's been 20 years we've missed the window, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. And and I think I think that's fine. I don't feel like the world is clamoring for another Austin Powers movie. I feel like any more would just really drive the whole thing into the ground. Um, so, I, yeah, I'd rather not make any more and just have fond memories of the ones we got. And and that's fine. We don't we don't need to continue every single franchise in, indefinitely into the future. Yeah, you know? so, sometimes things need a nice three movies. Fine. Yeah, sometimes things end, and that's it, and that's fine. Everything yeah. needs to have an ending. We can't just yeah go on and on and you know just 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 tell it can't, it can't be like the never ending story literally like things you got to have an ending we got to end this thing yeah. well i mean, yeah i mean the scott evil thing it does it is obviously like a sequel hook but right i don't know if that's compelling enough of a sequel hook to warrant making a fourth one um right yeah we really didn't need it yeah, I mean, so. again, this could be again like the, the the like the way if they were gonna do it, it would be like the son of Austin Powers going against the son of Doctor Evil, and it'll be you know, like uh, like a Star Wars almost type of thing. Where, but yeah, like I don't, I don't think it'll happen. Yeah, I just don't think it'll happen. I think yeah, it's like you said, we missed the window. It's been twenty years. Yeah. People kind of moved on from it. It's not like people aren't excited. Yeah. And also, I, yeah, I don't know if an Austin Powers movie would really work as well in this day and age. I mean, mm. not not because like the world's moved on so much or the humor's outdated, but it's just, it's just, you know, it, it's a thing from 20 years ago at this point, 20, 25 years ago. So, yeah. Do we need one? No, not really. Yeah, we're we're okay. Yeah, we're we're doing all right. Yeah, we're living our best life. I'm good. You know, if if we ever want more awesome powers, we can just go back and watch the other ones. Yeah. So yeah. So to answer your question, that's fine. I don't think we're gonna get it. And I don't think we need it. The end. And that's fine. And yeah. that's okay. That's fine. Absolutely. That's okay. And that's okay. And that's our episode. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for listening. As always, uh, please like and rate and subscribe and leave a review for for, for the love of Pete. We haven't gotten a, a review in in a. And in tell a, your friends. Tell your friends about. Uh, yeah, tell your friends about the podcast. So let them know uh, that this is a podcast you listen to and enjoy. And yeah, we we'd always like to build our audience. So absolutely, uh, tell spread the word. Tell a friend. Tell a. Tell a loved one. Tell an enemy. Tell just tell people. Just tell them. 
and uh, yeah, yeah. Tell, tell, tell the one you hate on the street. Yeah, to yeah. walk up to a random hey, stranger. Yeah, I, you know, lately I've been uh, co-hosting um, a trivia night um, at uh, at a local brewery, and the the last time I did it. Um, the guy came up and he was like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to check out your podcast. And I was like, OK, well, thanks for letting me know that <laughs> you haven't listened yet. but You're planning on maybe doing it in the future. Uh, I did it again this Wednesday <laughs> and he came up to me again. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm still meaning to check out your blog. And I was like, it's a podcast, but thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people think that's a compliment? <laughs> I was like. I don't know. I'm just like, okay, you're you're getting further from doing it. I have even less confidence you're ever going to do it now. Yeah. But oh yeah, I've been meaning to support I'm you. Just I, I just haven't. I but you know, I, he doesn't even remember the medium, let alone the name of it or anything. So yeah. So again, let's get the word out there. Uh you can follow us on Twitter at SNL Nerds Show. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at uh, Trumbull Comic. That's T-R-U-M-B-U-L-L on the word comic. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Darren Credible. That's D-A-R-I-N. Credible. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> what are we doing next week, Darren? Next week. Next week. Next week. Well, well we... Uh, we're airing. Uh, we're talking about a little movie called. Uh, what you call there? Uh, Running scared. There. We're... Running scared with uh, Mr. Billy Crystal, Mr. Gregory Hines, Mr. Jimmy Smits. Ooh, young fresh face Smits. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pre LA Law Jimmy Smits. It's it's yeah, it's embryonic Jimmy Smits. Yeah, just a just a just a wee lad. Got the mm-hmm. great uh, and a uh, film with the, the great Dan Hedaya, the great uh, Joe Pantoliano. Running scared, yep. yes, because when you think of eighties yep. action uh, cop uh, movies, you think Billy Crystal, and Gregory. You Hines. think Beverly Hills Cop, but, you do. but then after you think of Gregory, after you think of Beverly Hills Cop, and then Beverly Hills Cop Two, and then Forty Eight Hours, and other thing then like you know a half hour to 45 minutes later you go oh yeah running scared <laughs> yes remember that one and then the person you're talking to is just like uh yeah i think kind of that's running scared <laughs> that's the way so, so so we're gonna we're gonna talk about that uh, yeah actually we have to already talked about this we we pre-taped this episode a couple weeks ago Ooh. so uh it's coming back so that's why at the end of that episode, we're going to be real vague and we don't say SNL's coming back with live episodes next week because uh, at the time we recorded this, we didn't know that yet. Yeah. So that's why we're vague and we're like, what are we doing next week? I don't know. Is the show coming back? I don't know. Um, yeah, because we didn't know then. It was yeah. it was in those those uh, young, foolish days of early September oh. when you know nobody nobody knew anything. We we hadn't heard about four new featured players joining SNL. Yes, but now, yeah. So in the, our future episode will have been recorded in the past, but we're talking about it like it's the future in the present. Right. That oh, exactly. Yes. Exactly. We we got the Austin Powers pimp machine time mobile. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, yeah, so, next anyway. next week. So enjoy that episode. 
Yeah. Yeah. Next week, uh, Running Scared. After that, all new SNL episodes. Woo! Yay. We'll be back to deconstructing sketches and taking lots of notes and shit. And, oh, boy. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Oh, I just realized I'm gonna have to take a lot of notes again. Oh, I can't. I can't just watch the movie and just riff on the movie anymore. Nope. Back to work. Crap. <laughs> back to work. <laughs> back to work. Oh. Okay. Well, anyway, that's that's what we'll be doing in a couple weeks' time, and then uh, we'll we'll be here next week with Running Scared. But until then, nerds, nerds out. out. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablaoui. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.